Welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crypt review. This is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostest, and I'm here to talk about uh, Season 1, Episode 2, and All Through the House. Uh, it aired originally on June 10th, 1989. It is screen- The screenplay was written by Fred Decker. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. He also directed many other films, including Romancing the Stone and Castaway. Uh, it stars Mary Ellen Trainer. She was in, I think, pretty much all the Lethal Weapon movies. And Larry Drake, who was also in Darkman and did the voice of Pops on Johnny Bravo, uh, among other things. So I'm going to go ahead here and from the back of the case here, uh, read the description. And all through the house, the holiday chopping season runs late when an axe-toting maniac dressed as Santa makes a Christmas Eve visit to a philandering wife who murdered her hubby. Sorry, lady, he's not offering an escape clause. Ha 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 ha. But yeah, so it's super fun uh, episode. They got a great picture of Larry Drake as Santa. He does a great job. He's super creepy. He's missing like a front tooth and it's, it's creepy. So we'll go ahead and get started on the episode here. So yeah, so okay, so Creepkeeper walks in, it's played, I'm assuming by, it's not the puppet, but it looks like he peeled off the face off of a Santa toy and put it on his face and it's super creepy. He's missing teeth as well in the front, similar to Larry Drake's character. And he pulls out a book and he's getting ready to tell the story, uh, you know, like he does with this Santa. The Santa is really, is really, uh, kind of a creepy face. His eyes are, like, completely wide open. And it's, a it's a pretty creepy, creepy thing there. So, yeah, so he opens up the book. He's explaining that's a, a terror tale and full of holiday fear or cheer. You know, you know how the Crypt Keeper is. Always, like, throwing those fun puns around. So he starts the episode. And it shows, it starts out with a well. And it's in front of a nice house. At first, I kind of thought it was like a a subdivision or so, but I'm pretty sure they're a little more secluded. Especially since they have such a big well. Usually that's more for, it's not super um, suburban. And it comes in through like a really nice decorated house. And, you know, Christmas music is playing. And, you know, the snow is falling and it's, it's, uh, super pretty. It's, you know, in the evening and it's got a couple, I'm just going to call them mom and dad. I don't quite remember her name, mom and dad. And, uh, and they're hanging out. He's, uh, reading through a book. I think he's reading through the night before Christmas, of course, because in all through the house is from that. So the night before Christmas, he's reading through that. There's a fire going. There's cookies out for Santa. Lots of cookies. First, there's like one plate of like a plethora of cookies by the piano. And then there's another plate with a note to Santa with like five huge cookies. And really, it makes me think, you know, that's... I don't think I I don't think I really put that many... Well, we did a couple of cookies, I think, when I was a kid with all that. But um, for Santa and some milk. But, man, if you really think about it, if Santa Santa was around and, and you got five cookies per house, whew, where, where does he put it all? I mean, I guess that's why he's so round. Anyway, so it's uh, 
there's a fire and you know it's bringing it in like real slowly into the fire and the the mom is grabbing the poker for the fire and the husband's sitting there again reading the uh, some some Charles Dickens or oh wait that's right he's reading reading a Christmas Carol okay that makes sense too yeah and he's saying something needs to be done about the fire he asks if his wife has the poker and she gets this great look on her face you know he's like let me have it and she's she's super pumped then she's like what's that and then she hits him over the head with it it's pretty it's pretty gross it's not too bad because he does this face that's kind of his eyes are so wide, like it's kind of, kind of crazy. And then he's, she's trying to get it out. And she keeps pulling his hair back on the thing. And, and he's falling back onto the coffee table. And then the little daughter comes down, her name's Carrie. And she's wondering where Santa is. And the mom's like, oh yeah, you're supposed to be asleep, you know. And, and she keeps saying, she's, she sees Santa, you know. Santa's coming. She's all about the Santa. I think she's probably... Five, I guess but she's super into Santa you find out that the the guy is actually her stepfather uh, his name is Joseph but the mom is saying you know you need to be going to sleep let's get you back in bed she's tucking the daughter into bed and you know the daughter's like what did you ask Santa for like did you get what you wanted for Christmas and you know she has a really great line but before that the daughter is saying you know, hey, it's hot in here, and then so the mom's like, okay, I'll open the window, which I find, okay, the windows are super frosty. It is cold outside. It is a blowing cold wind. She does make a, a, a point about, like, you know, we don't want you to get pneumonia or sick or anything, but she still opens the window, which that would not have flown in my house in the, <laughs> during the winter, but, you know, fine. I guess for just a little bit, she's gonna open the window. So anyway, she comes back over, and the the daughter again is like what did you want for christmas you know mom did did you get what you wanted and the best line is she goes i already got it sweetheart and then she's like i already got it and it's because he's dead downstairs the girl doesn't know so mom comes back down she gets on the phone for some she has a last will and testament out i'm assuming of the stepfather uh which i guess is right she's calling uh her lover who the plan was to kill this guy for money, which really, I'm not sure why. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know the whole story. They don't really tell you, but like, I'm not sure why you don't just get a divorce. It's not like he's Carrie's dad or anything, but you know, she, she, she seems like she's still feeling pretty good about this. But yeah, so she calls, she calls her boyfriend and everything and says that everything, you know, she leaves the message. Everything is good. He's dead. I'm gonna take care of it. Let's let's do this. And so she she goes and she starts to wrap up the husband. She puts a little bag, like a little uh, Christmas bag thing on his head, and um, and starts to drag him outside. She makes a few jokes about him being overweight. He's not, but she's just saying you know you should, she could have got to the gym a little bit more. So she she drags him outside. And this is where the well comes back into play, and you know, luckily they have that huge well sitting there, it's, you know, just right conveniently outside, and her plan is to toss him down it. And then right when she is bringing him outside and gets him outside by the well, there's, there so happens to be, she has the radio on playing the Christmas music, and there comes up with a bulletin about a man who escapes from 
what I love here is called the Pleasantville Institute for the Criminally Insane. It's a little bit of an oxymoron, but since Pleasantville is the name of the town, you know, it'll go. But they're saying a, a man who likes to dress up as Santa, who's killed, you know, multiple people already, is running around the area, and he's, you know, criminally insane. He's very crazy. And she doesn't hear that. And then there's, they keep flashing to the door, and, like, her keys fall out of her purse somehow at the front of the door. And it's basically saying, like, for some reason this door likes to shut on itself and sometimes lock on itself, which I'm not sure why it keeps doing that. Usually you gotta have a certain, like, deadbolt or something shut, but somehow this door keeps... It comes into play later, but the door likes to shut on itself. So yeah, so she's getting ready to, to um... She's got him by the well. It's a very deep well. And right when he, she goes to throw him in there, he wakes up. And he grabs her by the neck. And that's when, you know, she reaches for the axe. So she steps on his, on his shoulder and into his neck, and eventually he passes back out. And, you know, she's like, good, now he's finally dead. And he is. He's, he's dead now. So... She, she's now frustrated because she's like, oh my gosh, okay, okay. So she's going to get the axe again and the, the axe is missing. And she hears some jingle sounds, like little jingle bells in the distance. And she's like, you know, wondering who, who that is. And she's walking around and looking for him. She's like, you know, what's going on? And she's looking and she's over by the front door. She sees nothing. She goes to turn back around and there he is. And he... He has the axe, and he is super happy. He is swinging that axe. <laughs> Great job uh, by Larry Drake. I think he looks really really good here um he's got a really like old dirty santa suit uh he's got a pillow shoved into his stomach that's popping out a little bit he's super dirty his teeth are horrible he's missing some in the front he really needs um a deep cleaning there on the teeth his eyes are all wild he's giggling um is is great i love it so he goes to swing for her she moves hits the wood pile. He keeps swinging at her. She's evading him. He's getting super irritated now. And they're fighting. She's got a hold of the axe. She grabs an icicle. Cuts him upside of the face. It's pretty, pretty gross. Kicks him in the, in the genitals. Uh, and of course his eyes cross. That's, you know, that's what happens on TV when you get kicked there. And, uh, so yeah, so he's at the door and it's great because his eyes are just huge and he's at the door and he's trying to reach in the door and she's shutting it on him she's back in the house and she grabs the axe and she like just nails it right into his arm and you know there's a bunch of blood and he's still able to use that arm it looks like maybe he wouldn't have been but somehow he, he does you know and then she goes to call the police well she calls the operator to get her the police and when he when the operator asks for the location she starts thinking she's like oh no I forgot I killed my husband. <laughs> and so he's out in the, in the lawn. You know, what am I going to do? I can't call now because they're going to come and see what happened. 
And she hasn't quite gotten, you know, that idea yet, you know, that the first one I got where you go, how would I just blame it on, on, on the killer? But anyway, so then she, she hears the jingles in the back of the house. She runs over there. He's running around out in the lawn being crazy. You can't see him. She's looking through the window. There's a lot of good, like, kind of, a couple fun jump scares with him. Um, you know, she's looking through the window. She doesn't see anything. She's starting to get nervous. The phone rings. And she's afraid to pick it up. First of all, I think it's just because it scared her. And so she's afraid to pick it up. She's sitting there. She's trying to decide what she wants to do. Because usually cops call you back, you know, when you try to get a hold of it. You know, if you ever hang up on them. Anyone ever done that, they'll call you back. Next thing you know, the tire swing comes through the window where she's standing. He's there, the Santa, grabs her by the neck. He's trying to strangle her. He's giggling. He's got cuts all over his face and everything. And she's screaming. That daughter is super deep sleeper. She is screaming. She takes the axe and she hits him with the, the butt side of it, of the, the axe head. Uh, knocks him out. He falls next to a little snowman. Lays out in the yard. She feels a little better. She's shutting the window up. But seriously, that daughter's a deep sleeper. Because she was screaming real bad. And so she locks up the window with the shutters. It's not really going to do much. But she you know, she feels a little better. She, she's thinking she, he's out. Uh, this is when they show the clock. You kind of see it's only 8.10 in the evening. Which I guess makes sense for the daughter. She's like 5 or something. You would probably have her go to sleep then. But it's about 8.10. Uh, the phone rings again. She picks it up. Uh, it's the sergeant. And it's not them calling about the earlier call. It's to let everyone know in that vicinity that about the man with the mental institution who escaped. And for her, this is the first time she's heard it. She didn't hear the radio. So she's like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Which, that's when she's starting to get the idea. You know, this guy, everyone knows about him being criminally insane. I could really set him up to take the hit for killing, you know, me killing my husband. And then he's, the, the sergeant says, we're all going to be checking around the area. We'll be there about 20 minutes. And she's like, 20 minutes? And, you know, she's starting to kind of get the idea, but she's, she's not quite, like, playing to it yet. Like, to where, like, that she's in danger or anything. But she's, I think she's trying to set up that like now she's knowing about it the next she'll set it up you know to get it to where he's gonna be at fault for it and she's looking at the clock you know it's 8 10 or so so she's got about till 8 30 to figure out what she's gonna do she keeps glancing outside making sure he's still laying in the snow he is you know so she's like okay cool she let's says to the cop she'll she'll let him know if anything happens hangs up the phone now she's fully got the idea that she's going to set this psycho up for the murder of her husband. She's, she's acting out what she's going to say. She's got the axe. She keeps looking outside. He's still there. He's sleeping or knocked out unconscious by the tire swing um, in the snowman. This is when the daughter now is kind of stirring in her bed, but she's not, she's not awake. She's still stirring. That window is still open up in her room. You know, kind of like Showing you what's going to happen next. Uh, so she said, the mom heads back outside. This time, that door is coming into play for some reason. She tries to prop it up with, like, an umbrella holder. I don't know why this door is so hard to keep open and, and everything. And so she goes now to cut up her husband. 
this part kind of makes me laugh because I feel like this would kind of be like she doesn't want to look. So she swings once, doesn't look, thinks she hits it, looks down, hits the snow next to his head. She's like, crap. You know, so she goes up again. She goes to hit him this time again in the face or in the chest. Swings again, doesn't look. Other side of the face hits him in the snow. Doesn't doesn't hit him yet. So now she's like, okay, I gotta I gotta do this. I gotta do this. She goes to to swing it this time. Hits him directly. You know, like they say, third time's the charm. Anyway, hits him. Right when she does, for some reason, that shuts the door. Daughter wakes up. Why the daughter wakes up? I don't know. <laughs> All the other stuff earlier: windows breaking, mom screaming. Little door shuts. She comes shooting up out of bed. She's like, Santa? Santa. Like, that's all she cares about right now is Santa. Uh, shoots out of bed. She's up. We're back to... Her mom's down there. She's trying to she get the keys. She can't find them. They fall through a crack in the, in the stairs by the front door. Now she's upset because she can't get in the house. Somehow this door keeps locking on itself. Daughter wakes up. She goes, you know, she's looking for Santa. She looks out the window and she sees a little imprint out by the, the snowman in the, in the tire swing. It's a pretty deep imprint. A lot of snow falling. Uh, and the Santa, the crazy Santa's not there. But his imprint is. And so she's getting excited. But she's still a little bummed because she's like, hmm, I guess he's not here yet. Whatever that imprint is. So the mom's back out in the front. She's checking for keys on her dead husband to get into the house. Again, she starts to hear the jingles and some laughing. Now she knows she has to get back into the house. She finds the keys eventually. She keeps checking. You know, she's looking for the keys. She heads back up to the door. Again, hears the jingles, but can't see them. She's looking around with her flashlight. Can't see anything. So she can't hear, she can't see anything, she's heading up to the door, some snow falls on her head, she gets the door open with the key, she get off her husband. She comes back in the house, you know, she's like, well, you know, I didn't, nothing, nothing's going on, it's fine. It's fine. And she gets ready to call the cops. Now she's gotta, she's gotta put on her acting chops here, she's gonna act like she just found her husband or that, you know, all this. She calls the operator. She's screaming about the killer. His operator's super calm. Just wants to know the location. She goes to look back outside to check on her husband. He's been moved. And the axe is missing. Now she's, now she's really scared. She drops the phone. She goes running into the study. Up to the window. She's got to check to see if he's still there. Looks in the side of the window. He's gone. He's not in the little hole anymore, or in the little hole out by the snowman. So she gets back on another phone that she still has open to the, to the operator. She's, she's screaming, you know, help me, help me. You know, she tells them their, their um, address, says you gotta hurry. They tell her to stay on the line, find a weapon. And then she thinks to herself, her husband's gun. She can go get that. So she goes into the bedroom closet, or no, the study closet, my bad. Study closet. And she's trying to get the gun, and she's trying to get it, and all of a sudden the door shuts behind her. This house is full of shutting doors. I don't There's, like, no one there. This house just keeps... I don't know if there's, like, a draft, I guess. It's kind of an older house. Keeps shutting the door. She turns to grab the doorknob, and it pulls off. 
She goes to put it back on, pushes the other side of the doorknob out. Very convenient. But then part of me is also like, yeah, that would probably be my luck. Like, I would go to get out, and then that would be the time that doorknob that I kept putting off fixing decides to finally break, you know? And so she's like, oh, you know, she's really worried now. And there's a little window on that closet, and, you know, she's trying to bust out of the door. And as she's trying to get out, she sees a ladder pushing up against that window. And this part, this part makes me laugh. Because he's, okay, so he's got the, the Psycho Santos crawling up the ladder towards the little girl's room. It's not a very tall ladder. I think it's actually like a rose trellis or something. It doesn't look very, very good to climb on. But he's pretty determined looking. He's, uh, he's got the axe. He's slowly climbing up. He sees her in the, in the room. He gets this really creepy grin on his face. And he looks up at the daughter and looks back down at her. And he, he's, he's just, you know, slowly, creepily heading up there. And she's very, you know, upset. And then that's when girl hears all this noise. I don't think she really went back to bed. I think she's been sitting up. She hears the noise. She goes and opens up the window all the way in her bedroom. I feel like, okay, she's very excited about this Santa. He doesn't look like any normal Santa you would see. He looks crazy. He look, you know, he's bleeding. And she's super excited. She's like, oh my gosh, Santa. And see, this, this right here is why we shouldn't lie about Santa. She, you know, if she knew that this was more just like a thing or that maybe she wouldn't have do what she did, she does here. Uh, but she's like, oh, Santa, I've been waiting for you. You know, come on, I'll help you get up into the room. You know, she wants him to come up. Finally, the mom bursts through the closet door in the study. She starts to head upstairs to get her daughter. You know, she's yelling for her, Carrie, Carrie. Opens the door, window's wide open, no daughter. She hears her, her daughter say mommy, goes back downstairs, and Carrie's standing there by the front door, and, you know, oh, thank God, you're okay. Well, she's holding hands with the Santa. Uh, it's super creepy. There's, there's stuff all over the floor and things, and she's got her little teddy bear, and she's standing there, and Santa's standing next to her holding her hand, and it's the psycho Santa. And she's like, see, I told you Santa would come. And still, I don't know why she thinks that's an okay Santa, but she let him in. You know, like, he's standing there with the axe and the little girl. And the door goes flying wide open again, letting you know that the daughter let him in. And he gets the psycho Santa, gets this really creepy look. He holds up the axe and he says, naughty or nice. And she just screams, like just she's screaming, no, 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 over and over. Great screaming though, but I mean, she just keeps, no, no, you know. She doesn't run towards her daughter, she just keeps screaming. Um, the scene with, with the little girl and him are, are, is pretty cool, look, like kind of creepy, and that's great. But I tell you what's naughty or nice, or what's naughty is those teeth. Cause you get a really good close-up of the psycho Santa's teeth at that time and woo, they're they are bad and so then it that's how it ends her screaming no 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 and you know 
it kind of leaves it open to interpretation uh, a little bit. I mean, for one, you could think that he killed both of them. Or maybe he just killed the little girl. Or maybe he just killed the mom. Or maybe he got caught. Maybe by the, you know, maybe by the time that was going to happen, the cops are going to burst up through the, the driveway. You know, they kind of leave it on an end, so that's how it ends. Cuts back to the creep keeper. He's t he took off his Santa mask, and he's just hanging out. And he kind of lets you know that, that Carrie's probably okay. He kind of makes a little joke about this Santa preferring older women. So in case people were, you know, on TV who were watching at the time were like, oh my gosh, that little girl, you know, is going to get killed. It, it, it's leading more towards either he killed the mom or, which is still bad, you know, but, or he got caught. I'm going to just maybe assume he got caught. You never know. Usually in these shows, whoever is bad is going to get their comeuppance. But they're both bad in a way. But in a way, the mom kind of did get her comeuppance by having the psycho guy here when she wasn't expecting it. I don't know how it's going to play out, but they leave it to open, you know, so it's kind of fun. So yeah, so he, uh, the crib keeper closes it up. He's got a little axe here and he's throwing out those puns and, um, in this episode. And that's it. So that was... And all through the house. It's a fun little Christmas episode. A little bit of trivia about the episode I found here on IMDb. Not too much, but a little bit. Uh, this is the first time where the Creep Keeper says the title of the story in the intro. And he did. Um, but, I mean, I guess that counts. It's only the second episode, so I mean, that's not super early or anything, but... It's basically when he opened up the main book, he said, you know, like, "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, and then he stopped." So he kind of said it, but yeah. And then also, uh, the title, and all through the house, is the first line from A Visit from St. Nicholas, first published anonymously in 1823 by Clement Clark Moore. So that's pretty much all I got for the trivia there. Um, but the best Crypt Keeper pun... Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. Alright, the best uh, Crypt Keeper pun was... Well, it just goes to show ya. Be very careful what you ask for for Christmas. You might just get it. <laughs> get it, guys. Axe. Because there was an axe in the... Th okay, you got it. Uh, it was good times. But yeah, so that's the episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, next time, the episode will be uh, Season 1, Episode 3, Dig That Cat, He's Real Gone. So again, thanks for listening. I just had quite a scare. I actually thought my heart was beating again.